0: Welcome to the second half of the two-part conversation I had with Dr. Liz Wayne about entering the tenure track. In part two we take on the complicated personal side of starting a new academic job that almost always means moving away from loved ones to new states maybe even new countries and we're finally going to touch upon a topic that a number of you've been waiting for which is dating while academic. Hope you enjoy! It's just such a high stakes time and and also, we haven't even spoken about some of the biggest stressors, I think, are not just finding out where you're going to live, but also telling all your loved ones you're going to be moving and figuring out those relationships and how often you're going to see your family, maybe more, maybe less. Right. What was
1: it like for you? Because you you, you actually, you know, moved across the ocean.
0: Oh, God. Um Definitely. It was difficult. I think that uh, at least in my case, I'm single and I have no pets and I don't really own anything other than books and clothes. So I have a lot more mobility than a lot of people, but that also means like less of a, a network, especially because when I was moving to the UK, I, I knew like, like half a dozen people. And and so at least I didn't have to have the conversation with anyone I was seeing or dating at the time, but definitely with my family, I would checked in to make sure that they were okay with me moving to England and even though that like, like all that was good, like I just said goodbye to my family yesterday because they came to visit me in England. I don't know like if they're going to come be able to visit me again anytime soon, but also like your loved ones become old during the time, you know, and that's what I just find so, so hard. Like it's such a obviously obvious thing, but especially when you move away from your family and you see them getting, you're aging and getting more feeble and- when you start losing loved ones you really feel that distance and there's not really any way to prepare for that
1: yeah yeah you're missing the time and um at least with regards to family for me I it's I feel selfish because my family my parents have gotten sicker and I know what they could really use is to have me closer or like being a better advocate for them in, in terms of when they go to the doctor and things. Um, and some of that's compounded by the fact that I study cancer. Mm-hmm. And I study cancer, you have cancer, you know, like that's why am I not there? <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't, I'm supposed to be there. And mm-hmm. I'm supposed to like put all this information I've learned into practice. And at the same time, I I like, I'm not ready to be, um that kind of adult yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it just seems
0: like such a deep contradiction that you're continuing your research to hopefully help fight cancer but that's the very thing that's taking you away from your loved ones who have cancer
1: yeah yeah it's it's really hard and um with the relationship piece this is weirdly interesting to me because this came out of nowhere for me um not expecting to um be in a relationship? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm always like, uh, oh, he's still here. This is interesting.
0: So, do you do you actually call him? Do you actually have a name for it now, or is it just the person that you're seeing still?
1: Oh, he, yeah, he's so he's no longer the person I'm seeing. <laughs> Which is the phrase she was using for quite a while. But he's he's upgraded to to boyfriend. oh i find boyfriend i just feel like i'm too old for boyfriend um yeah he's also too like i think the i what i've noticed is that people use partner more often like in academic settings Mm -hmm. um and so when i'm like at home like partner can in some ways be offensive and i don't mean that like i'm i'm trying to explain this like, okay, if boyfriend is the title and you try to give it another word, sometimes they can think, Are you not? What do you think I am? or some people don't understand, especially if they're not used to what that word just having you say that word. If you're gonna yeah. people know what that word means, and like we understand that that's just like a generic term that's more inclusive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or something that like I'm I, mean, I am heterosexual but I, I also like it because I feel like boyfriend's too old I feel like I'm aging out of having a boyfriend or just having friends. <laughs> like you're not my friend like we you're you're not my friend. yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway so the so he's my boyfriend now um he might be more uh but he'll just be my boyfriend for now so the yeah. point is <laughs> applying to all of these jobs and in the back of my mind I'm like I don't know what this means. I don't know if he's coming. Like, he's... Would he come here? Would he do this? And and, and then, you know, I know all the stats and people talk about how um, uh, women always move where the man is or whatever. Mm -hmm. Heterosexual couplings. Um, But I also kind of felt like, I'm going to get this job. I'm going for this job. Like, I'm not... I've been working on this for too long and I just met you, so going. So I remember when I finally kind of um, went to Carnegie Mellon or even the other interviews I went to, I was always picturing myself there. And I was super excited and then like kind of reserved because like, okay, how's this gonna work? And I was more or less, I was trying not to be an adult because adults have conversations about their feelings. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yes, I think we had a couple messages about this. The hardest yeah. negotiations, and I think you responded. You're like, zine only like a mature person would do this." And I was like, "Are you mature?" And you're like, "Of course I'm not," or something like that.
1: Absolutely not. Not here. Not in this regard. And so I finally remember when I, I had, and I think it was around when I made up my mind. Like, okay, I think I'm I'm gonna go to Carnegie Mellon, and I and I thought like. Is he gonna come? And the other thing is, it's because he's from North Carolina and his whole family's here. And I've met his family and I've seen them and I'm like, I'm taking you away from them. Or also just this fact that we're so new. I'm like, well, I don't know, whatever. And so when I mentioned it, it was actually like a non-starter kind of conversation. Well, not non-starter, it was a, a trivial conversation because apparently he had already made up his mind that he would go where i would go you know and so then i thought so i basically could have been an adult about this months ago (laughs) and i didn't need to stress myself out over this is that what you're telling me i didn't say that but i really just felt relieved and i felt loved Mm -hmm. and i was and then i felt really shocked because i think everything in my past or like my just waking experience told me that a man would never do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah, and here he is, like, you know, wearing, I bought him, like, a Carnegie Mellon sweatshirt because he actually insisted that I buy a sweatshirt at every school I interviewed at, which I was like, that's expensive. <laughs> but also, <laughs> more than just being expensive, it was that um, you don't have time to go to a bookstore on an interview. Mm-hmm. You pack your interviews so densely that they they, your last interview, they take you to the airport. Like you don't have time unless you literally said I'm gonna stay an extra day and like, you know, handle those expenses on your own. And at that point I I just it was time I'd rather be back at home than like paying more for a flight or whatever. So yeah, so he's gonna come. Um now I Yay.
0: <laughs> like I'm I'm glad that especially the fact that he decided this before I think says that he's someone who's worthy enough for you.
1: Oh. Yeah, oh god, he listens to this podcast. That's actually really good.
0: Hey, eventually I'll meet you. <laughs>
1: um but it's um but it's so weird for me. And um I have to say that the interview process was weird as a um I was going to say single person, but I'm not single. But I did feel as though being having a a boyfriend was not the same thing as being married
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like in a longer term relationship to the point where I didn't know how to mention it and I don't have kids, and I often found that a lot of the conversations or like the lives of professors they're often married with families, yeah. Um, right i mean i don't know what the statistics are about this but it felt like every interview i went on um it like the it was like and i was it was a great thing it was a great thing that people were talking about their families and and being coupled um right like i even there were even um uh it wasn't there were even not just heterosexual relationships but even you know there were i think two or three instances where i saw um a a lesbian professor and and married yeah so that was that was definitely happening but i also felt like when people were asking me about the city and what i liked and and you know people were telling me where the school districts were and i was like where's the bar
0: (laughs) i know you're like school districts huh um i think that i think it's really healthy that you got to see that because sometimes i hear that it's so taboo to mention that if you do have a partner to mention that you have them or to mention that you have children, like you hear stories about people taking off their wedding rings and stuff like that. Cause they're right. afraid that it will be seen as a negative against them in case they're, right. they're going to ask for a partner hire, so.
1: Right, and I think this is also about the kind of schools, places where I did apply, but I, I mean, there are even people who were pregnant while they were on the job market, giving their interviews. It mm-hmm. was very positive for me, absolutely. I think the challenge for me was feeling, knowing how to put myself in the conversation. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, what it was like for you, but how do you respond to someone going like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's, I love the daycares here. Unfortunately, yeah. no one has said that to me.
0: No? What, no, no, I guess, like, also the thing is, like, UK academia, is in itself so different that I don't think that they talk about those things to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there's the whole social aspect of whether or not other faculty are coupled because that completely changes the type of social terrain when you're moving to a place and you don't know very many people. Cause I've heard from some friends like that it's been very hard for them to make friends with in their department. If everyone is married yeah. with children, cause they're spending all the time with them. So they're really nice, but you don't get to connect them in the same way.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I think I, um, I, my, my reaction was like one of like being very happy that that was a possibility um, and hoping that I would be fortunate enough to be in the same situation, but not knowing how to talk about, oh, well, you know, I'm just dating this guy I just met. (laughs) And, uh, and, and I guess for context for people, like when I say just met, like I really am talking like three months here, three, four, you know, where arguably you're like, I, I would like this to last, but like, it's such a short time that you don't know necessarily.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, know,
1: he could, you know, he could see me wearing my like unicorn pajamas and go like, oh no, we're done.
0: Mm-hmm. Or you fart <laughs> by accident.
1: <laughs> and so it, it was just interesting to go like, I'm about to make a big life decision, but I'm also in this relationship that just started. I just didn't know how to like say that, how to, how to, what kind of conversation is that?
0: Yeah, because it feels like it escalates things very quickly because it implies a a level of seriousness that didn't exist before. And like full disclosure for our listeners, it was thinking about the possibility of moving somewhere for a job um, when the first year I was on the market. That was one of the Mm -hmm. things that helped push me for my breakup because I realized it was not going to work and I did not want this person to come along with me. But anyway.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm so – well, I'm in support of this conversation. But there is something about being so it made me feel unstable, more unstable, because my relationship wasn't determined yet, like the fate wasn't like, set and I, and so because I was thinking like, I want to go here, do we work well together there, like, it really made me think a lot about my relationship in a way that's like, I, my life is too complicated right now, I don't want to think about this, right? I'm thinking about you, like, and you were deciding, do I want to go to a different continent with this person? Mm-hmm. Do this person be supportive of me? Will us bring? Will us being together in this different context bring out something that I don't see yet?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it makes you question a lot. And I, I've definitely been joking around that when I essentially asked him to come to Pittsburgh with me, I thought, did I just propose to him? Yeah. Yeah, because the other the other unspoken part of that is like if you're willing to do that, that's a serious thing, and it it felt very serious to me, and it felt like, man, if we had already been married or something, like we'd be having different conversations, but we wouldn't, you know. But but I felt like this kind of made that come to a butt, and it definitely wasn't something I wanted to mention on the interview process, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's too complicated. And I didn't kind of- Bias myself so I didn't want I think the other reason why I kind of it wasn't that I said I was single I just didn't talk about it because I didn't want people to think that my um, new relationship I didn't want my new relationship to make people have other questions about whether I would come or not to their institution mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this mm-hmm. sense of instability I didn't want that to come up and I'm not sure if that was just in my head or it might have been in my head But it's still it's a social because of the social norms and because of the things like i think if i'd been married it would have felt easier to say that because that was like a defined thing like we have already made that decision that's good Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but a person i'm dating for three months who like sometimes makes me upset makes me mad because like you know like random things you ate you you drank all my water right (laughs) (laughs) and he's listening to this but okay (laughs) Whatever he drinks my water.
0: How dare you? To him, that goes to him, not you.
1: Yeah, but when you just start a relationship, that's those are fighting words. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't
0: drink that water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but- I I wish that there was more space for people to talk about singlehood and the the next the intermediate step, which is like dating hood which is part of being single. Like you could argue that there's only two phases. They're single and then married. And that even dating is just like a a myriad of being um, temporarily single. Like there's like this phase. Um, But, you know, you go out on dates and sometimes that works really well. And sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really hard. Like no one wants to hear about, that part of being single.
0: I guess, are we now doing segueing into the long awaited dating episode? (laughs) Cause that, that's a whole, whole conversation right there. Um, But definitely I feel like people don't talk about this relationship aspect at all when you're talking about getting your first tenure track job. Uh.
1: Yeah. Or like, what does it mean to divide by two? What does it mean to be able to move with someone and know that stress will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and actually, so he's not moving at the same time I am because he's a normal person. He has like a a normal job, (laughs) Uh, which isn't condescending. It's more of like, I'm still in awe because I've only dated academics, that I am still in awe sometimes of how people who aren't academics work
2: Mm.
1: or don't work or work. And so, anyway, so he's leaving later. Um, he's leaving later. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited.
0: Maybe this is a good place to end this particular conversation about you being a new prof.
1: One last thing, and I think you will join in this with me. But if there's something that you could do to really support a brand new baby professor. Uh, It's to try to limit your social demand for them to exhibit perpetual excitement about their (sighs) death.
0: Yes, this is a very, very good point. (sighs) Um,
1: So it's not that, so yes, you're extremely excited, but for the reasons we just spent maybe 40 minutes talking about, it's exhausting. Uh, Your brain is already like on this fire loop and um, that's the only question people ever ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm in lab and I'm like, "All right, every second's got to count. Every second's got to count." I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and then someone stops in the hallway. It's like, "Congratulations! I'm so excited for you. Are you excited?" And I have to go, like, "I'm super excited." And it's like, "Get out of!" M-. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm thinking, "Get out of my way! I'm doing an experiment." Like, I, I I'm I'm stressed out, so I'm asking if I'm excited right now. Mm-hmm. I say that because I'm so grateful to have a job, and I understand how lucky I am, and and what a privilege it is, and I and because I actually am excited, I'm just not excited to talk to you about how excited I am.
0: And you can't be perpetually excited until your job begins. Like as a reminder to our listeners, I negotiated to push back my start date by a year, so I had people for an entire year asking me almost on a daily basis whether I was excited. That was very difficult. And so I think because of that, I transitioned from the being able to perform it every time to getting cranky like midway through and then being very blunt about it, and which I think was unfortunately sort of off-putting sometimes. Uh, and I even had a like, going-away party where I stipulated that the rules included that, that no one could ask me if I was excited and they could not ask me if I found a place to live. And if they asked me that, then they were consenting to me punching them really hard. People were punched. Yeah. Somehow I still have friends, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a, a, from a, a new professor who who means well, speaking on behalf of that person who will never to your face tell you that they're very exhausted and scared and excited, but just more of those other emotions coming up. And, and also, I would say ask them if they're excited within, t- you have like a, Okay, I'll give you a, a rule. You've got like 72 hours from the moment they have announced to the world for the first time to ask if they're excited or not. All right? If you were outside of that window of time, I would ask them different questions. I would go back to normal with them. I'm gonna go get a beer. Uh, ask them something else. This is literally like the grad student equivalent of asking like, so when are you gonna graduate? When are you gonna <laughs> Stab. all right so but we are excited just different question
0: but anyways i hope that our listeners enjoyed this very frank conversation also i have to just point out that this means that wayne labs are going to be a thing which sounds pretty cool
1: wayne laboratories i know i've been thinking about like what i want my name to be um branding is such a huge part of science PhD labs and I know that some people will argue that it's not all science you know not all men not all science um but I will say that in engineering and um yeah it's definitely about like branding and getting your name out there and that and getting grant money it's a it's a thing woohoo that was great we just ended like that so check us out on all of our socials in case you haven't heard before but on twitter and facebook under pc this podcast um definitely leave comments or subscribe on itunes or stitcher i think those things help push us up in the face look forward to more interviews and episodes coming out and um find yourselves drink your water you, like you can take the meds like you're supposed to go to the gym and read something read something not on the internet